0: Seen you in like. 0.5 milliseconds. I know it's been so long.
1: So welcome back, listeners. You are tuning in to the 13th episode of Drink, Drunk, Dead. Dead. I am your host Emily. Who are you?
0: Oh, you're talking to me. Yeah. Okay. I am your hostess Joel.
1: Welcome back. Thank you for tuning in. Okay, now that all that calm shit's out of the way. (laughs) That's such an appealing laugh.
0: (laughs) Thank you. Thank you very much.
1: So we had tried to record this last week, and we actually made it all the way through, but we had some technical difficulties. And last week was my son's well, this week was my son's birthday, but over the weekend we celebrated, so we didn't have a chance to re-record before then. So, sorry guys, this is a little late coming. Technical difficulties and ridiculous school schedules and birthdays and too much going on at the moment. Right. Yeah. Hack DAC, and we're not
0: rich enough to afford somebody to edit our shit for us.
1: Dude, nobody could have edited that. It was so bad. <laughs> I have no idea what happened, but it was this horrible just echo. Everything echoed so sure badly. Martin,
0: Martin Scorsese could have.
1: Maybe. Martin. Or he at least could have made it sound cool.
0: Maybe. Isn't there he like, like an a alien or director or something? Though? Yeah, I'm sure he has hookups, though.
1: Yeah, that's true. Probably has the hookups. Right. So tonight we are drinking Apothic Red. So we went with the California wine tonight. We actually yeah. have two California wines in case we get through this one. Uh, this is Apothic Red, and it's a mix.
0: In case we go through it.
1: Yeah, because you're lush. And we, then we have... I'm a big fella. Then we have Dark Horse Rosé as our backup, which I'm excited to try, because we had Dark Horse Merlot over the weekend, and that was really good.
0: We couldn't find it tonight. And it was
1: all sold out. It was like yeah. 8 bucks at the store, man. That's a steal, and that stuff was right. actually really good. Right.
0: It's almost... <laughs> You know the pros outweigh the cons mm-hmm. on the uh, on the wine there compared to the French, the De Rue, Rue,
1: Rue. I love the French wines though, but that Maybe. was a really good. It's really not much different. I like California wines.
0: It was and... just a bit drier. That's the only thing I really noticed between that and the De Rue, 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 Rue.
1: Well, they're two different wines. I mean, the Merlot is going to be dry.
0: It's all the same shit.
1: To you, they just call
0: it different different things. To make you spend more money. You're That's but actually, how it works. I used to work at a um grape vineyard. Did you? It was a non wine grape vineyard, but I still worked at a grape vineyard. Oh yeah. Yeah.
1: what did you learn while you were there? Did you stomp any grapes? Huh? Did you stomp any grapes?
0: Sure did. did Barefooted.
1: It it, ugh. With all the tofas that you have? We filtered. I've seen that stuff get stuck in the fucking shower. There's no filtering that out. There <laughs>
0: That's the point of a good filter is it gets stuck,
1: oh, but then it's left there for everybody else, and it soaks it all up start it, drinking it clogs up the drains yeah, I need to get you some new socks. I,
0: even brand new socks they still get
1: Seriously. Still get fuzzy like every time I've turned on the faucet up in the bathroom this week, there's been like big
0: you don't know that that's for me.
1: <laughs> it's definitely not for me. Or the boys with wow. their teeny tiny feet. You never know. What have you been doing? What? It's from you. What have you been doing? How do you get that kind of toe fuzz?
0: My feet are hot.
1: Do you just sit there and rub them like you're trying to start a fire or something? Like they're two twigs and you just keep yeah. rubbing those toes until you rub right. off all the fuzz? Right. Makes sense.
0: Definitely. It's not like the water that takes it off or anything.
1: Well, you have to get it in between your toes in the first place.
0: That's just <laughs> physics, babe. That's how these things happen. I don't choose. Just, does
1: gravity pull it down I didn't into choose you the toe fuzz
0: life. The tofu's life cho- chose me. <laughs> uh, friction is physics.
1: Oh, okay, okay.
0: Gravity isn't the only thing that physics studies, you know?
1: You're so annoyed by that, aren't you? I am so annoyed, yeah. <laughs> I know. I can see it all over your face.
0: Coming from the person who the wanted to be a physicist torc, at one point in their life.
1: Torsion. I don't know. Physics. Physics. Quantum shit. Quarks. That's well, a different realm. It is a whole different realm.
0: There's, uh, I forget the name of the one quark. It's, or not a the quark. It's a subatomic particle. It's really funny, though. I can't remember it.
1: Must not be the Higgs boson.
0: No. Isn't that like the smallest particle that they they theorize? I don't know. Or one of the most popular theories or something?
1: I know that it was something that CERN was able to finally definitively prove existed in like 2014 or something. It was a big deal. Mm -hmm. That was cool because it's only hypothesized to have exist hypothesized Hypothesized.
0: so what's new with you shoddy
1: ah well I was looking at our Facebook page today and we are up to I think 93 or 95 likes and a 100 and some odd followers so I'm wow. excited about that we're close to 100 we have 28 on Twitter and 50 on Instagram so get out there and find us guys we put some funny stuff up sometimes sometimes i put funny stuff up all and, the time well and i finally added you
0: yeah Aren't so you excited? so you should really start following us because it's gonna get a lot better
1: oh yeah right like you'll do a damn thing
0: okay um how many shares and views did my meme
1: get not as many as mine so fuck off man well it was mine also, got it's like only, 80 shares so
0: okay it's also mine's also only been up for like 24 hours now
1: i don't care
0: you've just been up you for were like a week
1: comparing the two You're going to compare them.
0: Right, but I'm saying mine's been up at this point in time when yours was up.
1: Yeah, mine was already hugely popular. Uh Uh-huh, sure. I'm just so funny. Everybody likes my stuff.
0: The stuff that you find elsewhere.
1: Hey. (laughs) So I'm not original. Leave me the fuck alone, man. I'm okay with not being original. Uh Leave me alone. Why are you making fun of me? Mm. I did want to do... A shout out to, we we picked up a bunch of new listeners, so I was going to kind of go through from our most recent episode, our weird, our uh, paranormal Pennsylvania, cover some of the listeners that we had there. So, of course, we always have Erie, and then we have Waco, Texas, which I'm hoping is Megan. Megan, if it's you, I love you. My bestie, best, best in the whole world. We have Hesperia, Hesperia, California, Los Lunas, New Mexico. Then this one I was really excited about, Clichy, France. And we're drinking a Californian wine. Yeah, I know, this week. Last week when we tried this originally, I was drinking a French wine. Right. I think it was a white. Sorry, Mr.
0: France or Mrs.
1: Well, thank you for joining us, Clichy. They binged all of our episodes, so I was excited about that. Nice. And then we have Murraysville, Pennsylvania. Welcome back, Murraysville. Carlinville, Illinois, another returning one. Amsterdam in in, uh, North Holland. (laughs) (laughs) Ha <laughs> 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 that's cool. <laughs> Frankfurt? Do you think
0: they were high or they were in the red light district?
1: What? What'd you, wait, what?
0: <laughs> do you think they were high or were they in the red light district?
1: D- Not everybody in Amsterdam does that stuff.
0: Everybody in Amsterdam does that stuff.
1: Well, then they probably really enjoy our show.
0: Because we do that stuff?
1: No, because we're funny as fuck, especially if you're high or drunk or uh, something.
0: Or having sex.
1: <laughs> with the red light district. <laughs> maybe the putting it in your butt right. really got to them and they were like yes <laughs> I gotta listen to some more of this so
0: they get pumped up to go knock on a door yeah. yeah
1: so we have Frankfurt Germany Frankfurt Johnstone Scotland Johnstone Scotland yay Scotland <laughs> then we have Enfield Town England which that's the home of the Enfield Haunting, I believe, which Enfield Haunting, that's what one... there was a movie that was based on it. I can't remember which one. Lindenwold, New Jersey, that Shout out your sis, I think. Adascasita. Texas. Listens fairly regularly. Baychester, New York, new one. San Jose, California. Woo woo. Fort Collins, Colorado. You're San Jose. I've never been to San Jose.
0: You just hate all of California. No, I don't. Yes, you do.
1: Fort Collins, Colorado, your favorite state. And <laughs> Finley, Ohio. So, yeah. Thanks, guys, for listening.
0: Danke. My homie in Frankfurt will get that.
1: Danke. Danke. Uh, what's it? Bitte, bitte? 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 Bitte sein. Bitte sein?
0: Yeah.
1: I don't know. Sprechen Sie Deutsch? <laughs> No. <laughs> no no nope, not at all oh, i have some weird facts for you so i had our last episode was paranormal pennsylvania and i had looked to see you know if there were more um gates of hell along that same kind of la- mm-hmm. the latitude <laughs> it took me a minute to remember i always go straight to longitude
0: <laughs> like, Spend about. 25 years since I took the geometry.
1: It's been a while. Don't leave me alone. So along that same latitude, right? But then I realized that when I was looking, I was kind of biasing my my search, looking for stuff along the latitude. And believe me, I found stuff that was fairly close to it. Mm-hmm. Especially um, in Columbus, and Illinois. By the way, the Demon House that's in Gary, Indiana, is pretty close to this line. So Gary, you want gate Indiana. To hell. We covered the Demon House on um, our YouTube episode.
0: So long ago,
1: it was the two. It was the mom and her three kids: two little boys and a daughter, and a little boy that walked up the wall and flipped over her. Okay, do you remember? Vaguely. Vaguely, yeah. That was crazy. That was recent. Anyway, so, but I couldn't find enough information, and I was trying not to bias my search. So I went looking for weird facts about beer because you like beer. I do. And I found some good stuff. Oh yeah. So there's a government-funded organization in Amsterdam. Hey, shout out. (laughs) It's called the Rainbow Group. They hire alcoholics to clean litter from city streets, and then they pay them with beer. Cat litter? Ha, you're funny.
0: That was a question.
1: Clean the litter. Like trash. Like they
0: go into people's houses? No, they clean litter on the street. Who would want an alcoholic in their house?
1: What is wrong with you? (laughs) Yeah. D- jokes are so not funny.
0: Shut the fuck up! All right.
1: <laughs> okay, so. Don't
0: appreciate you.
1: It's okay. I don't appreciate your jokes.
0: Well, thanks for tuning in this week, fellas. Um, next week is just gonna just be me.
1: Pre- prepare yourself for a boring show.
0: Yeah. Right. <laughs> your jokes. Are ridiculous. (laughs) I know I'm corny. Where would you be without me? I like
1: dad jokes. Give me dad jokes all day.
0: Not a dad yet. What? Not a dad yet.
1: Kind of. You're like a stepdad. Yeah, but that's okay. I don't think you'll do dad jokes right anyway. I just don't think it's your style. You don't deserve
0: dad jokes, to be honest with you.
1: It's not your style. Okay, so moving on with more beer facts. Away from Amsterdam. Let's go to Belgium. In 2001, some Belgium Belgium Belgian elementary schools began serving low alcohol beer to school children at lunch as a healthier alternative to soda. I mean, not really that wrong.
0: I think it was light beer.
1: It's probably a light beer or like Odouls or whatever that has almost no alcohol and it's like 0.6%. Oh,
0: Doyle rules.
1: Billy Madison? Mhm. Yeah. Reference, not wasted. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I know that's what I think of every time I see odules too. But So they started serving low-alcohol beer to kids.
0: My jokes are good.
1: Aristotle claimed that drinkers of wine and other intoxicants fall in random directions, but beer drinkers always fall on their backs. I would love to test that. I think that would be fucking hysterical. But you'd have to get somebody who's willing to get just so sloshed that they fall over.
0: That's interesting.
1: Isn't that... So like if there's dr- if there's
0: a drunk person who drank beer mm-hmm. and they're running forward and they trip, are they still going to fall on their back? Like is it they spin around or they always tip backwards?
1: I think it's that they always tip backwards essentially. Huh. So if they're so drunk that they're going to fall over and stumble, then they're going to fall backwards and land on their backs.
0: It's interesting. Kinda I wonder if like- that has something to do with the carbonation, the bubbles.
1: Well, it's Aristotle. It's like 3,000 years old. I don't think it's actually true. But it'd be fun Aristotle to test. Aristotle
0: was a smart person.
1: What was that uh, show that we were watching? It was like the 100 people that they would test. They'd put them through the different.
0: 100 humans?
1: Something like that. That might have been it. It be- was it. That would be fun to do that on the show. To test and see. if
0: We don't have that kind of money.
1: Well, no. We'll, we'll just propose it to them. Test this this theory uh, <laughs> of aristotle's <laughs> goes way back we'll catch
0: him next summer
1: i have one more for you okay uh the strongest beer in the world is snake venom it's brewed by scottish brewery brewmeister which i think sounds more like a german name than a scottish name and it is 67 and percent alcohol by volume so if you want to compare that to vodka Vodka's 40% alcohol by volume, and beer is usually somewhere between 3 and, like, 10%. Mm-hmm. So this is insanely alcohol. This is knock-you-on-your-ass alcohol. Right. It's beer. And it makes me think of that episode of Parks and Rec where Tom makes the, was it, snake juice? That he gets everybody to come out and drink, and then... Ron gets super drunk and he wears um, April's hat and he's dancing around. It cracks me up. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I laugh at that. Did you every drink gym. it? If we got it, snake venom.
0: That's probably some expensive ass beer. Dude,
1: no way. I don't like beer to begin with. The only beer I drink is not your father's root beer.
0: <laughs> it, beer.
1: I know it tastes like IBC. It's so good. <laughs> That's the only thing I'll drink. So I'm not drinking this stuff for sure. Although I think it would probably only take a few sips and I'd be good. Right. I can't. Because that's like,
0: I mean, like Miller's and Bud Light's and those are like, what, 4%, 3 to 4%. So that's like 15 to 20 beers.
1: It has to taste like ass, though.
0: Probably. But that's probably. The more alcoholic things get, the worse
1: they taste.
0: I would imagine the taste is not their foremost concern. Obviously, they made a beer for it to be strong. They don't care how.
1: How do you even make a beer Mm 67.5%? Probably
0: just pour straight ethanol into it.
1: (laughs) I think that's all I have for the weird facts. Yeah, that's it.
0: Well, thanks for sharing, darling.
1: Those are your weird facts about beer.
0: I have a weird fact. What's that? Your face. (gasps) That's not a weird fact. Oh, oh,
2: oh.
1: I thought you were about to start that rap song that you say every white person does. (laughs) Mobamba. No Is it? I don't know. So we've had our drinks.
0: We're on our way to being drunk.
1: Now it's time for the dead I
0: told you to stop it. The dead. Stop it. I'm going to mute you every time you do that now. You ready? No. Promise to stop it.
1: So this week we're doing doppelgangers and Promise you're Promise to first. stop it. I'm not promising. I like it. It's fun.
0: All right, then I'm just going to start muting your microphone or unplugging it or something.
1: Just cover your ears like I cover my ears when you crack your neck.
0: That's pretty funny.
1: That I cover my ears? Yeah. It's nasty, man. It's not. It sounds like breaking bones. I can't. It makes me want to puke. It's
0: called a knuckle fart. And it's actually very Mm-mm. natural.
1: Mm-mm. Gross. Let me do it
0: for you real quick.
1: No. Seriously, don't. <laughs> That's e- <laughs> you're fucking evil. Oh,
2: my goodness. I can see
1: you telling people to send me audio of them cracking their fucking necks just so I puke because you're an ass. If
0: if y'all want, send us an audio file to our email, drinkdrunkdeadpodcast at gmail uh, of you cracking your knuckles or your neck or another weird body part. Um, But make sure you name it something completely innocent.
1: (sighs) You're evil because if somebody does that. I'm going to open that shit up. You don't open our emails. It's going to come straight to me.
0: Right. Well, that's obviously the point
1: of it. You're going to ask. What's your story?
0: Doppelgangers, duh.
1: Doppelgangers, duh. Wow. So give me your story. How does it
0: feel to be five years old again?
1: I'm rubber and you're glue.
0: I'm not even going to stoop to your level.
1: It's like the best comeback ever. Is it? No, it's terrible. Ever, yeah. <laughs>
0: Like I said, really, you think that's what it is? I've learned so many more.
1: Oh, I Snab forgot to my fingers to say. in a Z
0: formation, exclamation, i burn.
1: What the fuck was that? <laughs> this window is
0: closed. Go to the next. Burn.
1: I've never heard this. One. Well, then you
0: grew up in the wrong time.
1: Your generation is so fucking weird. All right. I forgot to say. Before you
0: embarrass yourself, let's move on.
1: Forgot to say that I farted in the last episode. So if you heard that and you heard me losing my shit.
0: And it was a conscious decision to keep it in.
1: Because <laughs> it's on fucking her funny. Part.
0: She was sitting over there for a solid 20 minutes flipping your shit about your damn fart.
1: It was so funny to listen to that with my headphones on. <laughs>
0: Surprised you didn't make it your ringtone or something.
1: <laughs> Such a card it sounded like Nickelodeon canned fart. It was so funny. So I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry because we're real here on Drink Drunk Dead and we you know, this is this is us. We can be polite in other company, I think, but not really. This is our show, so we're gonna do what I what what I want. It is really what I want, let's be fair. You're funny. <laughs> we're gonna do what we want. And you guys are probably gonna listen. And if you don't That's okay. We're having fun anyway. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Just be thankful you weren't here for the aftermath.
0: (laughs) Right. Because I had to sit there and that was only halfway through the episode.
1: (laughs) So what's your doppelganger story? (laughs) So.
0: (laughs) See, here she fucking goes.
1: I can't help it. I have the humor of a fucking five-year-old boy. It's so funny.
0: (laughs) See, and you think. Yeah, whatever.
1: Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, I'm composed.
0: No, you're not.
1: For the time being, I am. I'm Jimmy Fallon. I will probably lose my shit here in a minute. Wet
0: fart on a wood chair.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Why do you do these things?
0: Uh So, the modern day term doppelganger is often perceived as someone who looks like someone else. The word holds a much older, darker, and more superstitious meaning than most people know.
1: Superstitious? Superstitious.
0: The word doppelganger is German for double walker.
1: Ooh. You like German.
0: Yeah. Yeah. according to Deutsch legend, they are paranormal duplicates of a real person. They can come about in a variety of manners, seeing them out of the corner of your eye, meeting them in a remote location when no one else is around, or maybe creepiest of most, manifesting behind you or beside you in a mirror.
1: Mirrors, man. I'm telling you. You Why do they fucking come up everywhere? I hate mirrors.
0: Just because they know that you hate it so much. And they're just like, yeah, fuck Emily. She doesn't appreciate Joel's jokes. She's a mean old hag.
1: Did you just call me a fucking hag?
0: (laughs) A mean old hag.
1: Okay, so you just fucking called me a hag.
0: Well, give credit where credit is due.
1: (laughs) You're such (laughs) an ass. Sometimes
0: the doppelganger can't be seen by the person they're emanating at all, but rather be present at different locations to different people. There are many thoughts and reasons surrounding the doppelganger happenings. Many who believe in the spiritual apprehension of truths throughout the ages believe them to be otherworldly and supernatural beings. Scientists say that they're just electrical misfirings in the brain or mental illnesses like schizophrenia.
1: That's bullshit. That wouldn't explain why other people see them or why it's so common.
0: Right, but I would imagine just from the scientific standpoint that they would say, you know, when somebody sees it, um... Well, Did it say it, that about it doesn't ghosts? mean I mean yeah.
1: That it's a misfiring in the brain? Yeah. No. Yeah. Lies. Okay, that I your love brain science. is producing I something science, that you that want to bullshit. see.
0: Your brain is producing something that it wants to see or doesn't want to see. I mean, think about nightmares. Why do we have nightmares? You don't fucking know, but your brain does it anyways. People hate nightmares, but the brain still does it to you. I'm not saying that these things don't exist.
1: Okay, I could see that under... uh, For a small percentage of the people who experience this, yeah. But this happens a lot.
0: Maybe we're all just fucked up.
1: Well, yeah, no, that's a given. We are definitely all just fucked up.
0: Right. I don't know. Whatever their origin is, they often lead to bad news and unfortunate endings. According to both German and English folklore, seeing your doppelganger most often means death will follow soon.
1: Oh, you said seeing. I thought you said senior doppelganger. It was Like there's a fucking hierarchy?
0: There is. You best is believe a, it.
1: Is there a pecking order?
0: Huh. That should have been one of your facts.
1: <laughs> the pecking order fact? Yeah. That was fun.
0: The chance of death being greater if you see it more than once. Uh, one of the most famous examples of this, Abraham Lincoln had once reported seeing his look-alike in 1860. He was his reflection doubled in the mirror, one face beside the other. He had seen this three times. I believe it was once, he saw it the first time, and then he sat back down and He tried, and he sat up again um, saw it once more and then he kept trying after a while and eventually he had seen it that third time
1: that would start to make you think like is my vision going is there something wrong where i'm seeing my schizophrenic doubles of things yeah. well i don't i'm pretty sure schizophrenia wasn't a defined disorder at that time you don't think so no i'm pretty sure lincoln wasn't like yo There's a chance, Mary, that I might be schizophrenic.
0: They still chopped off, you know, arms because your tip of your finger had gangrene. Well, yeah. With a rusty saw blade.
1: Gross. I don't want to talk about that. Makes me... Nope.
0: Tetanus. His wife, Mary Todd, speculated that that this meant he would serve two terms but would die before the end of the second. And sure enough, He did was mary todd right
1: did she, i wonder if she actually said that yeah did she yeah that's crazy I'm, I'm just kind of wondering if it was a rumor that she said that or if she actually literally said that i know she was always worried for his life just well, yeah, because she he was wasn't popular
0: too it is also thought that they are your evil twin or the bad angel on your shoulder. They will try to plant sinister thoughts into the head of the person they are emanating by purposely giving you bad advice.
1: Oh, is that you on my shoulder?
0: I'm not your doppelganger. I am way better looking than you. <laughs> Another one is someone else being <laughs> your doppelganger <laughs> might mean that you are very ill.
1: Why do you hate me? you make fun of me. I'm not making fun of you. You and said I'm you're just way better back looking at you than me, dude. but you're a, just, you're a bearded dude. We can't compare.
0: That's all that needs to be said.
1: That you're a bearded dude and yes. so it's better? Yeah. Okay. I guess bearded dudes, you beat me out. Do I look like... Have you ever seen um, A League of Their Own? I don't know. It's a Tom Hanks movie from the early 90s based in the 1940s. It was about the female baseball leagues. Do you know that movie? Where he's a baseball coach? Never mind. There's a super ugly chick on there. Well, at least they make her look super ugly in the movie, but I'm kind of wondering if I'm that chick where a bearded dude looks better than me.
0: I guess we need to get... She's
1: got a face for radio.
0: We need to get a board of people that swing both way and we'll we'll let them uh, make the decision.
1: I really don't need to hear that. What did I
0: look better than you?
1: No, I don't I don't want people like putting on our social media, hey, damn Joel. She's lucky. (laughs) She's dating up.
0: (laughs) I mean we already knew that though. No. But it's okay. I'm here for you, baby.
1: No, get that hand away. I don't want that shit. Get out of (laughs) here. Where were you? Where'd you leave off?
0: Coming from Norse mythology, a doppelganger referred referred to as a Vardoger. is a spiritual double of the you that lived before you. Shouts out our past life epi- episode.
1: Yeah. Oh, speaking of, I didn't get to tell you. Oh my goodness. I've been reading the book from...
0: You did tell me. You've the... been reading it right next to me in bed every night.
1: It's good. I'm enjoying it so far. <laughs> from your past life psychiatrist, right. psychologist, whatever.
0: Was it Tom, Ted? Timmy? Mm, Tobias?
1: I don't remember. I I remember
0: the kid's name. Ryan.
1: Yeah.
0: And Martin Martin.
1: Martin Martin. But it's got stories from all over the world. It's cool. It's cool. I'll have to talk about it once I'm all done.
0: Yeah, I'm sure he has a few books worth of cases.
1: Jim Tucker. That's what it is.
0: That's what it was. Jim B. Tucker. Yep. So in Norse Belief... The vardoger is essentially described as deja vu in reverse, where a spirit with a subject's footsteps, voice, scent, or appearance, and overall demeanor precedes them in a location or activity, resulting in witnesses believing they've seen or heard the actual person before the person physically arrives. So this is like the other person seeing you kind of doppelganger.
1: Hmm. The smell, just the idea of the scent preceding somebody—like <laughs> you gotta have a smell if it precedes you, right?
0: Or if somebody distinguishes you by your scent.
1: Yeah, especially back in the like days of the Vikings, you gotta have a smell. Uh-huh. <laughs> that person had to have been right. It's probably
0: all public baths, anyways, and if everybody's bathing in the same
1: dude, Vikings 50 by didn't 50 have public pool. baths. That was a Roman thing. Vikings were like. Fuck you, man! I smell like a man.
0: Even the women were like, yep. "I smell like a man." Yep.
1: <laughs> Equality, bitches.
0: All right. But they didn't have to fight.
1: What the? F- Viking women? Yeah. They fought. Doubt it. Yeah, they were tough bitches.
0: I'm sure they were tough bitches, but always, I don't think they went to war. I mean, but still they into history to today. It was well, yeah, if if. if, if Their homeland was invaded. I'm sure everybody would be fighting, but sending those big old Viking ships off to battle, I would imagine there were very few women.
1: Yeah, that would have been kind of a sausage fest on those boats. Right. I wouldn't want to be a chicken in the midst of that. (laughs) Right. Some thirsty motherfuckers, man. Right. Testosterone would be
0: racing.
1: Pull the oar in and just crack them across the face get back.
0: Back boy. In ancient egyptian mythology a doppelganger is similar to the ka it is a spiritual double born in everyone when a person passes away the double lives on as long as they have something to inhabit and this is why the egyptians mummify the dead they're dead if the body was kept from decomposing the double would have somewhere to live
1: oh that's weird i didn't realize it was as they thought a double I thought that they were saving it so that there was a body for the afterlife, essentially, but I didn't realize it was for a double
0: right, but like so when you're born you have your you know like your physical being and then I kind of, you know like your conscience your spiritual existence, so they mummify that so that once your physical body passes away your physical being passes away, your spiritual still has somewhere to to be.
1: In your decaying body?
0: Better than nothing. Yeah,
1: I don't know about that. I don't know about that.
0: At least that. they're buried with a whole bunch of gold. That maybe, they can that's look at. The,
1: maybe that's where the Vikings came up with the idea of the scent preceding them. Yeah, right.
0: <laughs> but they aren't dead.
1: What, the Vikings? Yeah.
0: Well, they're dead now. But In Native American culture, the doppelganger is your evil twin from the underworld. They hold the belief that there's an upper world and an underworld. The good live in the upper upper and the evil in the under. Hopi legend refers to twins called child of the sun and child of the water. They believe whatever is happening in the upper, the opposite goes on in the under. Huh? That's so like, like almost like an alternate universe. Yeah, it's kinda like heaven and Quantum
1: hell. stuff. When yeah. one spins up, the other spins down.
0: Right. For sure. Physics, Physics, tying it back. <laughs> a couple more. Uh, a lot of people that say your picture isn't safe either. What? Your picture.
1: Your picture isn't safe?
0: Picture isn't safe. Like, if you have your picture take- taken, your soul is stolen.
1: <laughs> I'm fucked. Right. <laughs> selfies galore.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Imagine the Insta models. Oh, Poor yeah. Poor Kylie Jenner.
2: Skaroo.
0: Yeah. Um... I think we've talked about that before. And I don't know if it was on our YouTube channel or here. I, I don't remember. I talked about it. That's probably why you don't remember.
1: Yeah, that definitely is probably why yeah. I don't remember.
0: Because <laughs> you don't ever listen to me.
1: I do. I just don't retain it. What did I just say? I don't ever listen to you. Before that. The picture, a piece of your soul was stolen.
0: No, after that. But before the other one.
1: Kylie Jenner? I don't know. What the fuck are you talking about? Exactly. You don't listen.
0: (laughs) Some other people believe that it is an alternate universe. So, you know, when you see your doppelganger or somebody else sees your doppelganger, um, you know, the two worlds, the two earths are somehow colliding. Like there's a glitch in the matrix.
2: Ooh, that's cool.
0: And the, you know, the the you from your alternate universe somehow appears and in your world. I wonder what that would experience would be for the person in the alternate universe.
1: Probably about the same. They would be like, "Oh shit.
0: Like who the fuck are they?" Who
1: I wonder if they hate us as much as we hate them. Of course. You think? Yeah. Or are they smarter and they realize what we are?
0: I don't know. Maybe they're trying to get over it in our world.
1: Ooh, maybe it's active. Maybe that's why there's so many of them.
0: Me, me. Uh.
1: Don't make fun of me.
0: Uh. I'm
1: thinking so, my way through things.
0: I got some of the stories for you, you girl. I got some me. of the stories. Oh, thank you. Let's Although one stories. of the stories that I have, apparently you have.
1: Oh, yeah. Emily. Emily. Don't steal Emily.
0: My first homeboy, George Tyron. Tyrion, whatever his name is. June 22nd of 1893. It's not a good day for Vice Admiral George Tyron. I'm just going to refer to him as Tyron because that's... Fun? It's frankly more... It's more better.
1: It's intimidating.
0: Right. Tyron.
1: If you're a, what, Vice Admiral? Sounds like a
0: fine China Tyron.
1: Put a little oomph behind Mm.
0: it. He was commanding two columns of ships off the coast of Syria when he gave a command for the columns to turn towards each other. This attempt at a majestic naval drill turned out
1: Had a majestic, majestic naval drill. How do you know it's a column and not a row? Cuz it's all a matter of perspective, right?
0: I would imagine if you're looking top down.
1: Yeah, but if you're not looking top down, How do you decide it's a column, not a row?
0: Well, I'm sure that like a global coordinate system, it it would already be established that when you're talking about it, it's top down.
1: That doesn't make any sense. What do you mean? It's already been established that when you're talking about it, it's top down. That doesn't explain anything that I just asked.
0: If anybody who is talking about rows and columns were to be talking about rows and columns, they would understand that they are defined from top down.
1: Well, what's top? Are you talking north?
0: From the ship. From the front of the ship to the back of the ship.
1: But that's all, again, a matter of which way you're oriented.
2: What?
1: So if you have a line of ships that are like, what is that, aft to hole or whatever?
0: Just say front to back, left to right. We gotta get all fancy.
1: (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I've been on ships for so many years, I have no fucking idea what they're called. (laughs) So front to back of shippy ships, (laughs) those floaty things in the water. (laughs) So if you're front to back on the floaty thingy in the water, and you point it east-west, and then you have another thing, front to back, floaty thingy in the water, east-west, is that a row or a column?
0: It's a column. Why? Because they're front to back.
1: But what if they turned north to south?
0: Then that's still a column. Why? Because they are front to back.
1: Well, what if they were all like... If they were
0: left to right, stacked up, left to right, left, right, left, right, left, right, that would be a row. Why? Think about it like battleships, babe. No. Because you don't want to be wrong. But you are. I'm
1: not saying that (laughs) I don't want to be wrong. I'm just saying it doesn't make sense to me.
0: Look at it from the sky. Like you were... A satellite. And you have way okay, better eyes 18, than you do right in now. in
1: 1893, they didn't have any flyy things that could look down at the floaty things. I'm ends. sure they
0: could imagine what their floaty things looked like in the water.
1: They could imagine, but they didn't know. So
0: They didn't know how to imagine?
1: No, they didn't know what it actually looked like to name it a column or a row. Just... Move on, it's a column in Syria with Vice Admiral something Tyrone. Tyrone. I'm right.
0: (sighs) Whatever. I'm not giving you a booty rub tonight. God damn it. Yeah. See what you did to yourself? I fucked myself over on that one. So, he fucked up. (laughs) Sir (laughs) T-Rone. Yeah, really. Uh, The first ships promptly rammed into each other. Prompt. What? The first... Call him promptly. They rammed into each other. And one of them, the one that T-Rone happened to be in, sank like a stone. t died knowing that he had just doomed 357 men to drown. His last words were, it's entirely my fault.
1: Ooh, that sucks.
0: Go out like a man.
1: I mean, at least he's owning up to it, but. Right.
0: Well, because it was his decision to do some stupid shit.
1: It was supposed to be Majestic Baby.
0: But it wasn't.
1: He was trying to do like water ballet. Imagine
0: synchronized that. Synchronized
1: swimming with the floaty thingies.
0: I want to see that now. Do you think they have that?
1: Synchronized swimming with floaty thingies?
0: Yeah. Well, synchronized sailing of the floaty thingies. Probably. Synchronized water movements of the sailing
1: thingies. Floaty and... thingy water ballet.
0: Right. It's a new sport.
1: You shouldn't design that. And it's at the of <laughs>
0: At the exact same time, t wife was holding a lavish party for their friends in their London home. Suddenly, to the guest's surprise, t appeared at the party. Silently, he walked down the staircase, solemnly proceeding to the drawing room and opening the doors as if to leave, before he suddenly disappeared. He was dressed in full uniform as if he was commanding a drill.
1: Wait, so she's having a party? Yeah. Well, she's throwing a party while her hubby's gone? Yeah, he's off doing like some military ship. maneuvers, and she's like, oh, let's have a party. Have a party, team! It's it. so lonely here. I need to fill this mansion up with people. Right, everybody, come over and bring me gifts.
0: That's how it went. Mm. So there, there was a bit of like confliction with this story. Um, some people said that she was in like a different room, and the reports came from. Uh, Other people at the party who said that they had seen him. But then there was also other reports that said she was there.
1: What does it matter if all these other people are reporting it?
0: which is why I didn't really understand it. Um, I didn't see anything that was, anything about accounts from herself.
1: So she probably wasn't in that room Probably, right. So if she wasn't in that room, that would kind of suck. Everybody else gets to see your hubby. Yeah. As he's dying. I feel like... That's sad.
0: As the significant other, you, you know...
1: Wouldn't you like want if that some, last glance? Right.
0: Like, I would feel like it's the spirit trying to come back and like, you know, hey, it's goodbye or something, and then, but you weren't there, mm-hmm. so it, it had to leave.
1: So was that really like... I wonder if that was it's not doppelganger like an evil twin. It doesn't seem like a Fardoger... Or it doesn't even really seem like astral projection. It almost seems like his spirit left where he was at. Well, it kind of seems like
0: home. a Vardoger.
1: Well, the Vardogers go ahead of you, right? He's not going home. He did.
0: He did. It. Well, I'm sure his body went home.
1: Maybe. They sank. Who's diving down in 1893 to get those bodies? Bodies
0: float.
1: But if he's inside the ship...
0: Well, I would hope not. You would at least want to have a good view as you go down.
1: Uh, captains go down with their ships, don't they?
0: I never got that.
1: Like, why? I don't know. Like, it's just I'm some honor shit.
0: You're going to sacrifice a lot, your life, even though you have the ability to save yourself.
1: It's like the Harry Carry where you stab yourself through the gut with mm. your katana. Yeah. I don't know.
0: I would do that, though. Because, I mean, they're going to face prosecution
1: through the gut though man no fucking way If you're gonna do it do it like through the throat or something so it's fast through the
0: heart just
1: yeah not through the gut Mm -mm. yeah
0: I wonder if that's to symbolize like the you know pain and suffering or somehow
1: it's probably just because it's physically easier to fall on your sword at that angle
0: but you've already stabbed yourself so why do you need to fall on your sword
1: that's what Harry carry is you fall on your sword uh, so like you a- angle it up at your right. gut and then you fall forward into it i don't know if it's just plus trying to hit your heart through your ribs getting th- to the guts is easy enough but that's why i'm saying go th- for the throat
2: right
0: yeah if you go through the throat you still have enough time to fall on the...
1: yeah see on because death...
0: you'll choke rather unless you get an artery But why are we talking about this
1: i don't know how do we get on this
0: um, probably some weird shit that you brought up.
1: Probably. Sounds all right. And I'll drink to
0: that. So my second story. Emily Segi.
1: Don't steal do you it. You know her. Stop it. I specifically I'm told you I was doing Relax. Emily Segi. You
0: think I listen to you? Kidding. I always listen to you. Do you though? I do. You don't think I do, but I do. Oh my. I elders. hear everything you say. Sometimes I just choose not to respond. My eyeball hurts. Well, stop it. Stop it, eyeball. Keep going. Eyeball, no listen. So my second story is a man by the name of Sir Frederick Carney Rash.
1: (laughs) What a name.
0: Carn. C-A-R-N-E. It's probably Carn. Cairn.
1: Carny rash sounds better, though. I like that better because it sounds like something that you get when you go to a fucking circus. Yeah. (laughs) It's like... (laughs) A carny
0: rash? It's like a VG
1: that passes through a circus. (laughs) (laughs) Carny rash, don't go there. You might get carny rash. You
0: do it with a carny that hasn't shaved in a while. Uh, You get a carny rash. In 1906, British Parliament member Sir Gilbert Parker was attending a debate when he spotted Sir Frederick Carney Rash, a fellow Parliament member, sitting nearby. This greatly surprised Sir Sir Gilbert, as Sir Frederick was severely ill with influenza at the time. Still, he politely greeted Sir Frederick and told him, I hope you are feeling better. Carney Carney Rash didn't react in any way. He just sat there with a stony, grim expression on his face. When Sir Gilbert soon glanced at his friend again, the seat was completely empty. Bewildered, he searched for Carney Rash in the lobby, only to find that no one had seen him pass by. When he discussed the event with fellow parliamentarians, it turned out others had seen Carney Rash too. When the real Carney Rash, who had been sick in bed all along, found out about the incident, he was quite unsurprised. He had really wanted to take part in the debate, so to him it made sense that his spirit had sneaked a peek
1: weird unsurprised he's like oh yeah that makes sense <laughs> it sounds like me something yeah, I I do. Him yep. out.
0: his family however was terrified and feared the doppelganger was a bad sign in a small way they were right for quite some time Carney Rash was annoyed by fellow Paul- Parliament members who kept poking him with their fingers to make sure he was <laughs> flesh and blood
1: he's <laughs> like back the fuck up man right
0: could you? I mean, just imagine the face. Like I picture it, Somebody just like, like keeping their distance, back, eyes wide, just waiting for your hand to go through. That's their such body. a
1: little kid thing to do. Are you real?
0: Wouldn't you too?
1: Poke him? Yeah. No. Why? Because I appreciate personal space. I'm not fucking this. Okay, movie. but
0: if there's somebody that existed that was at home at the time.
1: Okay, so I would talk to them if the other guy didn't respond to anybody, and this guy does. I'm gonna assume that more likely than not, this is the real carny.
0: I feel like the easier way to do it is just to poke him.
1: Maybe. And you don't have to rude waste your shit, breath getting all up in somebody's space. Do mm-hmm. they? Do they? So they're British? Are they actually doing it with their fingers, or are they long distance with their like little walking sticks and they're poking him in the back with their walking sticks?
0: Maybe. Who knows? That'd I wouldn't all doubt fancy. it. Crazy mm-hmm. Brits.
1: Can't no, they would have you. their
0: servant poke them for him. Yeah. Um, So in the end, he had to write a massively sarcastic letter to a local newspaper apologizing that he didn't have the good sense to die at the time of the doppelganger sighting and promising to behave better next time.
1: That's funny. At least he's got a good sense of humor <laughs> <Right>. about it.
0: <laughs> Just so pissed off about everybody's bullshit at that point. Like,
1: stop fucking poking me. Right can't take this shit anymore it's like the kids in the backseat of the car mom so are those your lovely doppelganger stories they
0: are my lovely doppelganger stories
1: would you like a potty break
0: probably cue elevated music cue potty break music
1: <laughs> I've been telling my dreams to the scarecrow about the places that I'd like to see I said friend, do you think I'll ever get there? Oh, but he just stands there smiling back at me So I confess my sins to the preacher About the love I've been praying to fine so there a brown-eyed boy in my future, yeah He says girl, you got nothing but time my drunken crooning here for you.
0: Am I your brown-eyed boy? You are
1: my brown-eyed boy. Well, huh? Honey,
2: I wait for heaven, and who has that much time?
0: How do you keep your You woke the cats up? Feet on the ground, and you
1: know Hi, am. you want to join me?
0: So, Miss M. Yes, sir. You have something for us? I,
1: I do guess. have something that apparently you tried to steal from me. Ow, Emmett's scratching me up.
0: Damn I wish up. I would have.
1: But, head, I like this story, and I'm going to do it better justice the than you are. So.
0: I'm Emmerich. I
1: am Emmerich. I am Emmerich. So, before I get into it, I had a little more Doppelganger history because you stole some of my Doppelganger history.
0: Even though I wrote my story before you did?
1: Bullshit. I always write mine before you do. I am way ahead Psych-ish. of
2: the game.
1: <sighs> Whatever. Anyway, so some more Doppelganger history. Another version of Doppelgangers is called Changelings and they're from Scotland. So another shout out Scotland. Uh, legend it, uh, says that these supernatural creatures are called trows or troes, i'm not sure it looks like trow
0: trousers
1: they often have sickly babies so what they would do is they'd switch their sickly kids out with healthy human babies and then the trow babies would look exactly like the human babies so they grow up they look like doubles of them but they're all Wait, sick what? so the trows these these creatures are they like
0: an alternate being or something
1: yeah it's just a supernatural creature okay they have babies their babies are sickly they're not so healthy. they steal human babies. So they switch them with human babies. Got gotcha. you. So.
0: Do they have any superpowers? I don't know. Like, why would they want a human baby?
1: So they have healthy. I mean, genetically speaking, you want to have something healthy in your in your population, right? To.
0: Right, but if it's not your species.
1: Species or species. Species. There's no sh in it there is now famous art depiction of doppelgangers um there's one from 1864 it's called how they met themselves and it's by dante gabriel Rossetti. and it shows uh these two female male couples that encounter each other in the woods Mm -hmm. so one of the couples is kind of they're kind of glowing weirdly and then uh there's the human couple that meets them and So they react in fear. I think the woman faints and the guy pulls his sword. So obviously this is something that's been around for a long time. 1864, they're making art about running into your doppelgangers. Could you imagine running into another couple that looked just like us? (laughs) That would be a little weird.
0: Like, we're still better, though.
1: Duh. Like, duh. (laughs) Duh. Seriously. Um... There was a famous case of a celebrity doppelganger. This one made the news a few years back, and it was Nicolas Cage. And it was, there was a picture of a guy from the Civil War that came out, and he looks just like Nicolas Cage. Like It really does look like a young yeah. version of him, like a 1980s Nicolas Cage. Right. But this is a picture that goes back to the Civil War. So there was another, there you go, celebrity doppelganger. Although that happens all the time. Like, if you think of Amy Adams and Isla Fisher, they look like practically the same person sometimes.
0: Yeah, there's only so many different ways the human body can structure itself.
1: Yeah. Well, there's a lot of talk about that when it comes to science is that we're like 99. It's like a very, very small, exceptionally small percentage of our DNA varies between us. So there's only so many combinations it can have. There are lots of other people that are going to look very, very similar to you. Nobody looks exactly the right. same, but they are going to look really uncannily similar.
2: Right.
1: So there are tons of these stories about people that randomly meet each other and they look, look creepily like themselves, right? Like the dude that meets his double on a plane and then they go out, they find out that they're staying at the same hotel and they go out for beer together.
0: Well, those are those the dudes with the beards? Yes, they are the beards. dudes with the
1: beards. Yep. <laughs> That's I a big that famous picture. case. Uh, there's a group of friends. I think they're from Germany. I'm not 100% sure. But they were so fascinated with the idea of somebody else that looks just like you that they um, they started a website and app. It's called Twin Strangers. So what you do is you upload this picture of yourself. Or I saw mul- that. Yeah, it's m- multiple pictures of yourself. And then it compares you to everyone else well, not everyone. I think it's like 2 million people or something. But it compares you to a large subset of people uh, and other uploaded photos to see if you can find somebody else that looks just like you. And
0: We should try that when we end this episode.
1: They were really cool. I, I was looking at some of the photos and they-, they do a damn good job. It's weird how much people look like each other. Yeah, <laughs> I thought it was cool. We got to try that. When I was younger and less tired... And a little thinner. People used to tell me I looked like, um... Fuck, I forgot her name.
0: Taylor Swift.
1: Definitely not that. Anna Montana. How did I forget her name? She's one of my favorite actresses, too.
0: Eva Longoria.
1: (laughs) No. She was in Casper.
0: I'll Google it for you.
1: Oh, my God.
0: Which Casper?
1: The Casper. How did I forget her name?
0: Mel Gibson.
1: And she was in, um... Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. She's been in a ton of shit. Christina Ricci. That's what it was. (sighs) I had Catherine stuck in my head. Is it Christina Ricci? Yes. You nailed it. Got it. Thank you. I I would have been lost without you.
0: Yeah. I mean, life story, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. So Christina Ricci. People used to tell me I look like Christina Ricci. When we first met, I thought you kind of looked like uh, Ryan Reynolds.
0: I didn't understand that at all. You don't think I do anymore? No. Why?
1: I don't know. Maybe because I've seen your face so much that I don't think you look like Ryan Reynolds now. You know when you're exposed to somebody so much, they, they just look like that person you're to you. saying I'm not cute anymore? Oh my god. That is so not what I'm saying.
0: That's what you're saying.
1: You're such a you pain. You love me. Such a pain in the Why ass. Why
0: don't you love me?
1: Okay, so I have a story for you. You gigantic pain in my ass. Definitely
0: not getting a booty rub tonight.
1: That's a lie.
2: You want
0: it's more bet? for you than it is for me bet? anyway. Yeah, I keep telling yourself that.
1: <laughs> okay. So
0: You're gonna get into your story finally. I am. Jeez, if we've you'll been ever waiting shut up,
1: you just keep talking.
0: Three hours later.
1: SpongeBob. Oh, who lives in a pineapple under the sea? Emery! <laughs> a book published by American writer Robert Dale Owens um, in 1960. 1960, 1860, slightly different era.
0: Just
2: a little bit.
1: It tells um, kind of a weird story of a woman and her doppelganger. And you kind of guessed who this woman was already. Her name is Emily Sagi So the story was supposedly told to him by Julie von Goldenstube, <laughs> who was the second daughter of Baron, Ga- Baron, Baron von Goldenstube.
0: I think I've heard that name before.
1: You just want me to say it again. That person, you heard that name before?
0: I feel like I've heard that name before Baron von Godenstud. Stube. Yeah, exactly.
2: Stube.
1: Anyway, when Julie was 13 years old, she was a student at a girls' school in Latvia, and that was about 1845. And being the daughter of a baron, this was, you know, one of those elite schools. Uh, it was all for girls, it's probably for rich kids. Um, she had a teacher named Emily Sagi. Sometimes called Emily Saget, so with a T at the end instead of two E's. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that correctly in French. Saget? No, not like Bob Saget. Bob
0: Saget. You ever see the Tourette's guy? No. Sorry what? to get off <laughs> guilty here, what? but the Tourette's guy. It was a YouTube thing. I'm pretty sure it was all just a hoax. It ended up just being so they could get views. But there was this guy who had Tourette's. Um, but one of his key phrases was always Bob Saget. Like, you know what Tourette says. Yeah. I mean, you know. Um, like his... And it was always his son who would film these things. So his son would do something just to piss him off. And be like, oh,
1: fucking Bob Saget. <laughs> I would love it if he did that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's great. Is that how you want my Tourette's uh, to be?
1: Bob Saget goes back to my youth man. Between america's funniest home videos and then full house oh no i didn't watch full house i well, hate I, that show fuck you it was so not my thing i can't
0: date you anymore are you serious why would you have to say this that
1: was so annoying it was not my show but now be- but between america's funniest home videos and half-baked
0: using half-baked yeah where
1: he was a pot smoker and half baked, of course, because that's what the movie's about. And then what? I think he did something like he was. Was he a-
0: one of the three?
1: No, no, no. He's like. Was a, he a minor role he, or something? He's a minor role. Oh. Um, and then he talked about have you ever sucked a dick for crack or something? It was that like an AA meeting? It was h- hilarious, and I could never get that out of my head for Bob it.
0: <laughs> sucking dick for crack. Yeah. Gotta do what you gotta do, though, right?
1: Sorry, Bob Saget. That's how I will forever remember you. <laughs> not Full House, <laughs> sucking dick. I'm sure, you're not the only one. <laughs> so anyway, Emily, she was the teacher. So she's a she was a pretty likable. Uh, she was really intelligent and respectable. She was about 32 years old, and she was from France. She was considered to be a really good teacher, but she'd had trouble holding down a job. She kept moving from one school to another and she'd been fired from 19 schools in 16 years which I thought was a really weird number because she's 32 16 years of teaching she would have been 16 years old when she started teaching
0: damn you're good at math
1: but but think about it though is that realistic? was she really teaching at 16? even in 1845 Mm -hmm. I think that would have been young
0: you really think so?
1: yeah I don't know. I mean, school probably only went up through, like, 8th grade for most of them, but still. Do you think they went know. from 8th grade on to college? They were like, boop, fuck high school. Was
0: college even a thing?
1: Yeah, universities. Oh, yeah. Oxford University's been around for hundreds of years.
0: I don't know. Well, and you definitely didn't need a teaching license. Maybe it's just something that she found that she was teaching good at. Teaching
1: license? Is there a special license for teaching? There is. I mean there are certificates you graduate but you need your teaching certification. Just
0: teach. a license. No. Yes. No. You can get your license provoked. No. Do you need me to google this?
1: Sure. <laughs> okay. So a lot of schools in 16 years. 19 jobs, man. She could not hold a job. In 1845, so the year that Julie was 13, the headmaster of the school, the school, the girls' school in Latvia, his name was Mr. Buck, uh, he learned why Emily couldn't hold a job when he started getting these really weird reports that she'd been split into two. So one day she's, she's standing up at the board and she has a room with 13 students in it and she's writing away. And as she's up there, her 13 students see her double by her side and they're mirroring like it's mirroring her movement so as she's for example writing a cursive e her doubles writing the cursive e next to it, right but she did not see her double was just the, the double writing out. anything
0: like was it was the, the script visible on the board also
1: i they didn't say that it was actually writing i was just giving an example that it was mirroring mirroring Promotions. her motions yeah okay so what'd you find
0: Look, okay, so this is from there's what the first one's all education schools. The second one is ohio.gov and it's teacher license overview. Oh. First one is state teacher certification and licensing guide.
1: Oh, I think this might have been the first time in 13 episodes that you were right about something.
0: Ha. Go fuck yourself. <laughs>
1: Why don't you I'm right about a lot of things. <laughs> I just don't care to Google
0: them to prove myself because I don't need that gratification. Says
1: the man who just Googled himself. Or Googled his facts. Cause you, Whatever. Uh, anyway.
0: I just really wanted to prove you wrong.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it all built up <laughs> right to this moment.
1: <laughs> 13 episodes later, I need to prove this bitch wrong. Yep. <laughs> all right. So when she would sit at the tables eating probably at like lunch dinner I don't know if they, they probably had all their meals together it's a girls' school it's probably a boarding school so she's sitting at dinner. the table eating it doesn't matter when she's eating it doesn't matter the double would show up and it would mimic her movements and this was also witnessed by school staff so this wasn't just students like 13 year old girls sitting in her classroom being 13 year old girls who make shit up as they go right this is adults seeing this um, but again, she never saw it. So even though she never saw it, she was reported to become kind of groggy and powerless and just really kind of out of it whenever it was around. So you would think that for her, that would be a sign that this is happening personally. That's what I would think. Like
0: she would make the association that yeah, whenever you would she think felt that groggy, she you know, the, her students would say, "Yeah, Yo, you got yourself standing right next to you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You would think that would be the moment where you're looking around like, "Shit, am I here? Are there two of me? What's going on?" What's
0: going on.
1: <laughs> At some point, uh, she was helping a student get dressed for a festival, and when the girl looked down, she saw two Emilies. <laughs> Emilie. That's how you say it, Emilie. Come on, I took French, and that was my name, of course. Emilie. Emilie. So she's telling two of the MEDs, and she fainted. The little girl did? Yeah. I wouldn't blame her, though. I mean, if, you, if you've if you got one person there one moment, and you know that there's only one person, and they don't have a twin, and then you look down, and there are two of them there, you're like, the fuck is going on? Right. She's probably already 1845, like in a corset or something, in a situation where she's not she's breathing that, that well. She's on that verge. Yeah. yeah. So you put her over the edge, and she's over, keels over. <laughs> in a tree she has to take one deep breath and (laughs) gone uh the most famously talked about occasion and the one that that possibly has the most witnesses happened in front of 42 people including students and a supervising teacher so one day there's another teacher that comes into the room to supervise the students for a bit while they worked on like needlepoint or sewing or something and since there was another teacher there, Emily's like, okay, I guess I'm, th- we really don't need two people in here right now. Right? Mm-hmm. So she goes, I'm going to go tend the garden. And she takes a little stroll outside the classroom, goes to start tending the garden, and you can see the garden through the windows in the classroom. Okay. And the supervising teacher's still in there. So at some point, the supervising teacher uh, gets up and leaves the room and then Emily walks in and sits in the empty chair which on at face value doesn't seem that weird but then a student kind of looks up from her needlepoint and notices that Emily isn't only sitting in the chair she's also working outside in the garden <laughs> so they they're you know, they're doing their double take, like, back and forth. Right. And they notice that Emily outside starts to move kind of slowly. Like, it's harder for her to move and harder for her to cut the flowers and do the digging, whatever she's doing out in the garden. It looks like she, it's more labored since the doubles appeared inside. Weird. It is weird. So, two of the students decide to go up and try to touch the imposter Emily, but their hands go right through her. And they said it kind of felt empty, like it was made of cobwebs. So, you know, when you, you ever get that feeling when you're walking through woods or something and you feel like there's a, you walk through a cobweb, but then when you try to find it, you can't ever find anything on you?
0: All the time. It's like an eternal battle. Mm
1: -hmm. So that's like, um, that's associated with just paranormal situations, like almost like walking through ectoplasm. Hmm. Because you can't find anything physically there, but you definitely felt that on your face, and you know that feeling. Mm -hmm. So that's what these kids felt. They felt like they were reaching through something made of cobwebs, which would be such a gross feeling. Could you imagine reaching... Like in Mm -hmm. the horror movies when somebody reaches their hand through, I'm like, no, bitch. I would have gone outside. I don't care if I have to walk two blocks away to find a stick. I'm not putting my hand through that shit. Nasty ass. Uh Uh-uh. So, um when the real Emily finally comes back inside, the devil's gone, and Emily's back to her old self, she doesn't notice anything. Mr. Buck, the headmaster, calls her into his office, and he's questioning her about it, and she said that she she had been in the garden, but that she'd wished that she was inside with the students, but also wanted to be in the garden at the same time, so she kind of wanted to be in two places at once.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Wasn't that like your... um? Carney rash. He wanted to be in two places at once. Like he was really sick so he needed to be home but he also really wanted to be a partner. Right. So parents started to get really upset and they complained to the headmaster and they started pulling their kids from the school because this is freaky. If your kids are riding home like yo mom my teacher just kind of appears and then disappears and she feels like a bag of cobwebs. Like a witch. Yeah. It's a little bit weird. Especially in 1845 when i started reading this all i could think was helicopter parents like apparently they've been around for forever, forever what helicopter parents you when know you started reading what what this portion about the parents pulling their kids from school
0: that's not a helicopter parent that's just a concerned parent
1: yeah okay but my kids telling me that my that her teacher is doubled it's a little bit weird I'm going to pull my kid from school. It just made me think of helicopter parents. Like the parents that call up to school and go, why did my kid get a B? Uh, your kid is a sophomore in college. Why the fuck are you calling no. me up? <laughs> <laughs> like,
0: like he claims himself as independent on his taxes. Why are you calling <laughs> this is your so weird. <laughs> professor?
1: So the kids are getting pulled out. And unfortunately, the headmaster had to dismiss her like he he really didn't end up with a choice he's losing money he's losing students it's too much of a distraction so he has to dismiss her right there's really no report of what happens to emily Segee after that because um the author got this just from the one student had who had witnessed it so it's not like he went and did research to find out where else he where else she went right he's not that kind of a quality researcher
0: <laughs> not like you
1: yeah, I'm a quality researcher. You are? Uh, sometimes.
0: Hey, don't say that. This is going <laughs> out to the public, man.
1: Oh, everybody's lazy sometimes. So that's her story. So the original author said that Emily Segui Sage was born in Dijon, France in 1813. And um, there was another podcast. I can't remember what the name of it was, but they did a whole bunch of research And they said that there's no record of an Emily there or a Sege, but there is an Octavie Sege that was born in Dijon that same year. So, possibly she changed her name. Um, I think she was an illegitimate child, Octavie. So, you might have changed your name so that people didn't realize that you were an illegitimate. Or uh, maybe the person that was remembering it remembered it incorrectly cuz you know it was t- almost 20 years later maybe the author changed it for the sake of relative anonymity i don't know yeah but um you know if if she'd had all those troubles with her job she she might have wanted to change her name at some point so there was an Octavie Segay that lived in Dijon France and she was born in 1813 so the same year Emily Segay was support- supposedly born and but it gets a little bit weird because the woman who told the story to the author which what was his name? Robert Dale Owens. There it is. So the woman who told the story um, she's from a family of famous spirit mediums that were members of the spiritualist circle that would travel around the country of France and they'd perform like psychic writing which is where you basically I think it's generally when you go into a trance and you let the spirit take you over, but there are other times when it's like you leave a room and you come back and there's writing on a piece of paper, but psychic writing essentially, right? Okay. So that's, she's from this Richie Rich family that does the spiritualist shit. Well, the author happened to also be a member of that group. So I don't know if you can really take this as truth or if it's just a story that they made up and sensationalized because they wanted to make themselves look super cool because I think the lead the lead member of the group was one of one of the golden stubs, Baron von Goldenstube and he was supposedly like the best psychic medium out there. He was incredibly famous in France or something hmm. but I don't think that after reading it and thinking about it, I don't think that Emily's story sounds like a doppelganger. I think it sounds more like um, astral projection, which is where...
0: You're all about that astral projection. Uh,
1: well, it makes sense, though, in this situation. It doesn't. There's nothing evil about it. It's draining, which astral projection is notoriously draining on the person who does it. Uh, it's mirroring what you're doing. You can't see it, but other people see it. Uh, Sometimes with astral projection, if you're doing it while you're sleeping, then you are mentally there, but people can do it without, like, intentionally doing it. So I'm kind of wondering if it was astral projection for her and maybe for Carnie Rash. Maybe. Just, it's that desire to be in two places at once, so basically. But it's so strong that. Yeah, so basically your spirit splits itself in two and sends itself somewhere else
0: hope one day that science can prove that for us
1: that'll be really cool i would like to know if astral projection is cool i think it's a a neat concept but yeah that's my story of emily emily Emily. in france i think next next week we are planning to do thunderbirds right i think so yeah because that's one of your things and you need to get away from some of the scary shit you said
0: in, earlier in this episode, you said we always do what you want. Ha! Jokes on you, bitch.
1: I'm like can't peel, bitch.
0: bitch. And I said, bitch.
1: <laughs> the way you look around.
0: <laughs> it's funny. It's a good episode.
1: It is a good episode. Isn't that one of their first episodes?
0: I, maybe first season. I I don't remember
1: it's hysterical anyway if you enjoy us and you want to be
0: and review our bitch asses
1: yes rate and review us if you listen to us on itunes that's a huge help rate and review us or go to facebook and rate and review us um or you can tell your friends that's a really another that's a really another that's another good another really good way to get us out there and help us grow so, rate and review. That's a big one. It makes iTunes pay attention and it kind of helps move us up the ranks a little bit. And um, same thing on Facebook. But if you tell friends, that's another really good one. Get us some listeners, you know. Obviously, we have Thank a few you. people who give a shit on Facebook, so.
0: Because of our memes.
1: Because of our memes.
0: But hey, views are views.
1: They like some of my polls, too. Um. So you can find us on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Drink Drunk Dead. Or you can, if you want to, send us your stories of personal encounters with paranormal events. Anything, anything. I don't care. Send us whatever. You can send that to us at Drink Drunk. Not Dead. whatever. Why?
0: No dick pics.
1: That's not paranormal. That is one hundred percent so fucking normal. And no, I don't want to see that shit. Nobody wants to see that shit. No chick ever wants a dick pic.
0: I don't think you're speaking on behalf of all chicks.
1: I'm pretty positive that like 99% of chicks don't want some dude that isn't their partner to just sand them. Send them. Sand them. Send them. Sand.
0: <laughs> sand the dick.
1: Yeah, don't sand the dick either. That would be bad. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you send the dick, you get the dick sanded. <laughs>
1: Uh, Where was I? Stories. Yeah, stories. <laughs> so if you have stories of the paranormal, send them to us at DrinkDrunkDeadPodcast at gmail.com. And uh, we can read them on the show. Or if you want, we can keep them private and we can just talk about them. That's totally cool. Done that with a few people. You can also DM us because I finally found out how to DM in Twitter. I found.
0: It. Are you serious? <laughs> Why didn't you just ask me?
1: Uh, I don't care that much. If nobody wants to DM me. I'm not special enough to be, um, be DM'd.
0: Apparently not. Mm,
1: mm, whatever. Because I'm not single. If I was single. Thirsty motherfucker.
0: Right. Sliding in the DMs. Yep. People still slide in the DMs even if you aren't single.
1: Sometimes. But they ain't trying right now.
0: Because they haven't seen you yet.
1: Go look at the pictures. I'm gorgeous. Yeah. But apparently not as gorgeous. Apparently not as gorgeous as Joel with his marvelous beard.
0: What can I say?
1: It is a marvelous beard. It's pretty fucking glorious, except for your thumbprint underneath.
0: That's part of what makes it marvelous.
1: <laughs> you guys...
0: you c word.
1: <laughs> Don't. You bring up your thumbprint all the damn time, and then you sit there and it you fucking finger it. Doesn't mean you can like make fun of it.
0: It's like only fat people can make fun of fat people. Unless you have a thumbprint beard, you can't make fun of my thumbprint beard. Re- thumbprint beard. Weird. Yeah. We or my thumbprint rear either. This
1: apothic red was pretty good. Go out and try it. It's just a tongue twister. Yeah, So, so, so.
0: so Miss so, M, I shall think we? we are wrapping up this one. Yes. Let's, episode thirteen.
1: Episode thirteen. Lucky number thirteen. That's why we had our troubles. Shall we raise, raise a, a toast, toast to, to our, our ghosts?
0: ghosts?